Test, test, you test. Know, I don't wanna fuck you Molly, can you oh, test me? So Hello? Oh, you might want to move your drink. Can you hear me? Yes. Are we ready to go? Yeah, I'm ready. No, I'm gonna fuck you. No, shit. Is Tom in there? A bell. Refill Mr. Franklin's glass, will you? Now, when you get up there tonight, don't drink too much. Oh, don't worry, I won't. How about a whiskey and soda? Well, less soda than usual, thanks. And this is why to drink. Just a sip might improve your humor. Aren't you drinking? I never drink. No, I've had a couple. Come on, I'm not drunk. And an excellent vintage it is, too. But if you're implying that I'm tipsy, sir... And welcome to Tipsy Terror, the podcast where we burp off mic and um, <laughs> review movies, horror movies specifically, while we have drinks. And um, we watch the movie and we cut in clips while we watch the movie, like this clip right here. Oh my god. If you die, you wouldn't still have an erection. Would I guess rigor mortis no. could keep an erection up. I don't know. God, she is. Rigor more dick. <laughs> and to quote Harish, whose birthday it is. Woo! That was a clip. That was a clip. Um, okay, technically Harish's birthday was two days ago. So today's episode is about the movie Deep Murder. <laughs> um, and we already played clip and... Yeah, it's Deep Murder, directed by Nick Carrosi, um, and, you know, it's a fun movie. So, uh... <laughs> of all his names, those are my, that's my least favorite one. If, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> if this is your first time listening, we start out, uh, this podcast by doing a little short trivia game, um, about the movie. So, do you guys have buzzer noises? But... Got rubbers in my jam sport. <laughs> what did you say? I have I rubbers, rubbers in my, my jam sport. sport. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the best line of the movie. That's the best line from the movie. Oh my god, um, that will forever be the so best line I've ever heard. This movie doesn't have any trivia on IMDb or at Wikipedia because it's like low budget and like there was no DVD, so there's no extra features. Anyway. Um, but no I did DVD. That makes sense. Um, not that I know of. Anyway, uh, I did read some interviews and external resources. Uh, and so I do have three trivia questions. Um, and they're not multiple choice, <laughs> even though we usually do multiple choice. Question one, which two actors among the cast were, um, credited as writers of the movie? Oh, Fuck, I saw the writers and I missed it. Okay, go ahead. No, I mean, there's no multiple choice. Oh, um, okay. Rubbers. Yeah. Hugh okay. and the detective. Yeah, that's right. That's what's going to be my... They're the two that I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So Molly gets one point. Question two. What are their names? Do you know? Uh, Quinn Beswick and uh, I don't know the other guys. Quinn Beswick plays the nerd Hugh um and the other guy's name is Josh Margolin and he plays the detective um and then uh the other two writers that are credited are Benjamin Smolin and Nikolai Von Keller 
who are not in the movie. Uh, anyway. Nikolai Von Keller. That's a real name. That's what, yeah, Nikolai Von Keller on IMDb has uh, nine credits as producer, 13 credits as writer. Anyway, question two. How many slasher movies did the director watch to prepare for this movie? Just a number. Just guess a number. What? You didn't even get... Okay. There's no choices on these because there's no trivia. Um, Can I guess? Yeah. Wait, I got to ring in. I got mm-hmm. rubbers in my Jansport. 69. No. Uh, not even a nice zero. Yes, that's true. <laughs> so this is from an interview with Dread Central that Nick Carosi did. Um, and it, uh, the question is, any great slasher movies that you looked in looked at before making the film? <laughs> and Nick Carosi says, no. That's it. That's his <laughs> response. <laughs> um. So that's question two. Samantha got it. So it's all tied up. So the final question is the tiebreaker. And the question is, in this interview from Dead Central, director Nick Corosi, he references two stories from a certain author when he's describing this movie. What is the author? Like, what author is it? Two stories from an author? A certain author. For this movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, rubbers. Rubbers in my jam sport. Yes. Is it Chuck Polinick? No. <laughs> I like how passionately you said that. An author. Yes. For this movie. The question is <laughs> Okay, that's not gonna help you. But the question is what kind of balance is there between comedy and horror? And in Nick Rossi's response, he references two stories from a certain author. Do I know this author? Yes. Mary Shelley. No. Can I guess again? Yeah. Is it Grady Hendrix? No. I don't know that author. Okay. Can you name movies that are similar to this in terms of themes that are based on books? Oh, themes that are based... I was going to say Clue because that's one of my recommendations, but... um. There's one that's set on a train. Oh, Agatha Christie. Yes. <laughs> The the I don't get that so question. The question was, what kind of balance is there between comedy and horror? And Nick Carosi says, I would say ninety percent of the film is a comedy softcore porn version of And Then There Were None or Murder on the Orient Express, and that truly turns into a horror film in the third act. So both of those are Agatha Christie stories. Do we I'm assuming we have to tie because you don't have any more. Yeah, I no, mean... No, I mean, Sam won because she got it. No, I did not she get got that. It, he but like, handed I, me that answer. Yeah. Um, so you guys tied. You get to do whatever you want. Actually, I'm the loser. No, you're not. You won. You stumped us. Uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, we're, we're that's the trivia agreeing. game. It's on record. Harish, Harish won. <laughs> so... The uh, next segment that we normally do, um, oh, wait, fuck. if I won, then you guys finish your drinks, You, which is what we do. I will fucking Cheers. kill you. God, okay, fuck. Drink as much as... So, um, our next segment that we normally do is that we do a recap of the movie in seven minutes. So, let's pick our roles. I'm going to be the detective. Perfect role for you, babe. I want to be the babysitter. Shit, I wanted to be Girl did Who you, Reads. I did. You can um, be her. I'll be um can, scientist. No, no, no. It's fine. I can be scientist. Okay. okay and can I be scientist that. and I'm um, Jerry O'Connell? Yeah. Samantha, um, your second pick. Part of me wants to be Chris Red, 
But Do also, it. you're already the detective, so somebody needs to be Hugh. So I feel like I'll be Hugh. Because Hugh and be. the babysitter are hardly in a scene together. Well, they are, but like never like one-on-one. Okay. And I'll be the mom then. Do you want me to be Chris Red then? You be you be Chris Red. Okay. And then do you want to be the background filler characters sure. who come in? Well, there's the dad also that you can be do if you want. You want to be the dad? But there's other ones. Anyway, we'll figure it out. I do love the dad. I feel like I could also be the dad because I do love him. He cracks me the fuck up. Yeah. All it's right. Shooter McGavin from... Uh, Oh, I know. From that from movie. Billy Madison? Whatever that Oh, I'm familiar is. with who this man is. Yeah. Um, I do not like him bald, by the way. <laughs> uh, he's very unsettling. Are, are we ready? Yeah. Ooh, baby. Ooh. Let me... Wait, am I the mom? And we're... Uh, <laughs> Bang you. I think I'm in the... I'm the mom. I'm the mom, <laughs> and we're having sex, and this is a softcore porn. Ooh, la, la. And in the corner of the screen, there's the... Um, it says Cinerax, which I assume is the name of the network. And also there's the paperboy. There's a huge storm coming. And then we're having sex. And I'm your husband's brother. And oh, no. Yeah, and I'm having sex. I'm cheating on my husband with his brother. Cut and to. I'm the babysitter, and I'm with Hugh and Jace. And Hugh and Jace were playing video games before this, but then you come in. And, and then I'm in, and then me and Jace are going to have sex. Ooh, la, la. Let me whip it out. Cut to. uh Am I Hugh? yeah <laughs> cut to uh we're upstairs and then uh it's me the mom and i'm like uh i gotta go to the bathroom or whatever for some reason okay hurry back and then she gets back in and blah uh oh wait no ding dong there's ding dong there's the um weather oh, scientist. The scientist Do hi we? it's me i'm bunny doctor bunny dr bunny van clit and there's a storm coming and i'm a weather scientist and then we hear a scream from upstairs. And it's me, Jerry O'Connell, and I'm dead. Jerry O'Connell's dead. And then it cuts to, we're not in a porn anymore, but we're still in the world. And we're all, and Jerry O'Connell's dead. And then, ding <laughs> dong, the detective shows up. It's me, I'm the detective. And I heard there was a murder. And then we go upstairs and Jerry O'Connell's dead. And I throw up because <laughs> I was not <laughs> expecting a dead body. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then i'm like okay we gotta investigate for gratuitous and, I, <laughs> and then i investigate um i interrogate each of the suspects and it seems like they're all innocent except for babs i for some reason i want to blame blame the mom babs which I, is also me i guess i'm gonna decide to split We're, it's time to split up we gotta look for clues so you guys split up jason the babysitter go upstairs the I'll dad go science to find clues dad to the office um the two science people go whatever and then babs is gonna go to the kitchen and it's me babs and i'm the mom and i'm going to the kitchen i tell my son i'm sorry for fucking all his friends sorry, I have and, a then, and then i go to the kitchen and i'm cooking food and then oh no they're burnt cookies and then i get killed cut oh no we all found the body it's terrible someone's murdering us one by one and it's one of us as we know because i'm the detective Let's uh, do science to figure it out. <laughs> and I do some science and make a paper mache volcano. And what? This didn't solve the murder? I'm shocked. <laughs> okay, we got to split up again for some reason. And meanwhile, the babysitter is just... I'm starting to have thoughts and my head hurts. And I'm exploring the house and i find this room and i go in it anyway cut to the rest of us are just walking around i guess and the next person to die is 
It's me, Bunny Van Cleef. Oh, wait, Hugh gets chased by the guy in the gimp suit. In the gimp suit up. in the basement. Yeah. And he stabs me twice in the same spot. But I only see one wound. <laughs> and then um, we, uh, your tackles scare him away. And then we um, we go and we find Elliot. <laughs> we find this room and it's the bathroom it's the bathroom and, and there's, there's a big shower, there's a shower and, and it's, it's very steamy and we get in it and we like can't see anything and then the guy in the gimp suit stabs jay and Chase. then i find jace oh, oh no i'm bleeding out and uh did i ever tell you i have just have a question is it gay to have gay thoughts oh no we forgot that funny ass scene or okay no, he's gay <laughs> oh no and i love Jace you anyways and the detective out. steals the moment detective and bunny come here and i'm here and jace <laughs> you know you're gonna be in heaven with lots of like hot sex oh no he's dead anyway <laughs> come back to and now we're back in downstairs and then me and uh it's me the detective and the scientists were fighting because science rules and we're like hugh you got to pick one of us to follow otherwise you know we're fighting which one of us do you want to agree with our plan bunny van clit no you pick me oh i pick you Never <laughs> you mind. pick me the detective and then um Aww. so bunny ben- van clit gets mad and like runs Goes away library. and then meanwhile I, I the babysitter have found education did you know that it can be the best of times and the worst of times and i'm going to teach you about the bechdel test and what's that i sh- it's when two women are in a scene and we talked about something else and i t- show you where the forensic stuff is oh not important the and bechdel test doesn't matter nope and now we're s- cut we're to i'm gonna learn cut to it's me the detective and it's hugh. you hugh and we meet the dad who's here just the man we needed, as we can read on this magazine. We, anyway, we so we, 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 we tie him to the bed and we're like, oh, you're a trap. You can read. We're, we we're, using, we're using you as the trap. Spread eagle, because how else are you going to tie up a <laughs> And we're going to wait and watch for the killer to come. Oh, no. that ding Was dong. that the ding dong? And we go downstairs and then, oh, the no, pizza there's a pizza boy. guy. And he doesn't have a pizza, but he and has a dick. Order a pizza. I, the dad, I get stabbed a bunch of times and fisted and i'm dead shooter mcgavin dies and then we get back and oh no shooter mcgavin's dead and it was all my fault and i say go to your room hugh because my room and i'm gonna throw even though i don't want you to anyway i wear like one part of everyone else's clothing and i'm just (laughs) sitting eating like chips or something in the in the living room and then i (laughs) I see the scientist i come down i think i can use science to solve it because I learned science, and according to science, he's in the vents. Oh, and, and, okay. And then I, the babysitter, appear, and I'm like, why aren't you asking where I'm going? And uh, then... Okay, you're a feminist now. We're about to walk out, and, and then And also, you understand class consciousness. Yes, and we're about to walk out, and or I'm about to walk out, and then there's like a scream from upstairs, and you guys go. Uh, I guess we leave. <laughs> and then we go, and we find Hugh... Hugh is here, and what? we're like... Oh, no, the dad. My dad. He's dead. Well, we found that already. Oh, we and did. And that's why we had You're that dead. fight earlier. So then... The babysitter died. Then... The, well, then we go well, back downstairs. We and find we- Hugh, and then we go back downstairs, and then the babysitter's hand is on the door, because she was right about to leave. We look up, and she's crucified She's crucified on the wall. And, and it says SLU, and then she makes the that's tea. That's the saddest part of I the film. I didn't like, like that, that part at all. Um, anyways, that's my one criticism. And anyways, then, we'll get back to that. Um, so we pile the bodies on. Do you want to tell us, Dr. Bunny Van Clit? 
Yeah, I already Wait. said I'm going to use science to find him in the HVAC. Wait, well, I f- already, by this time, I was alone in my room and I figured, oh, yeah. I figured out that my Uncle Doug is the person that did it all because I was watching all these old videotapes and then we take all the bodies off and find out I Uncle Doug. kill Doug's- someone someday. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> not there. Uncle Doug is just a sex doll. <laughs> and then, um, so now Bunny Bun Clit helps us find the Uncle Doug. And, and it's me. <laughs> and then and the- I don't want to be a dangler. <laughs> And we all fight. And then we all fight. And then the detective gets stabbed and, and I dies. Get stabbed and and I... then we kill Doug with using the science. And then happy ending. The end. It's a happy <laughs> we went ending. Way over on time, but it's so hard because there's so is, much plot. This is the most chaotic movie. I'm ever. sorry. <laughs> no, don't yeah. be sorry. I love there's this a lot movie. going on. So this is one of those like um uh what's it called a horror comedy who done it who done it yeah so like there's they split up there's lots of going on um there's lots of going on <laughs> so uh so this is a podcast um uh, so this was Thank my you, pick Harish. because um <laughs> yes. it's your birthday it's your birthday it's my birthday should we sing no Happy i'm gonna birthday. cut this out your name fits perfectly in that jingle it's and beautiful. i just cut out the birthday no. song so leave it in please <laughs> so um, the whole time just to make your life hard i'm gonna say and we sang a happy birthday song so, so people don't get it they'll feel cheated <laughs> torture so, him on his birthday so today yes. um i uh i picked this movie for several reasons it's a fun movie it's cool and also i'm in a cult so let's explain our histories for this movie my history with this film is that harish is in a cult so (laughs) i first hold on hold on hold on he'll explain anyways he was like i want to watch this movie because it's directed by this guy that i like and i was like oh yeah you're cult and then we watched it and it was fucking hilarious i think we watched it with maddie and then maybe emily was there for part of it and then um I loved it, and then we watched it, and he suggested it for the movie tonight, and I was like, fuck yeah, and then we watched it. That's my history with this movie. Molly? Never seen it. You guys have talked about it a lot, and I knew the only thing I knew about this movie is, like, the basic premise, and that Chris Red was in it, so everything else was a complete shock to me. Is that... Jenny? Yeah. No, no, no. Who's the guy? Jerry O'Connell? Yeah. Wearing a leopard print thong. Good. <laughs> it was awesome. All right, so, Harish, let's get into your cult. I first heard about this movie because someone by the username of A Minute of Midi um, posted about it on this internet forum called Bazizio Board. And then Harish so I member. heard about it. And then uh, as soon as it came out on VOD, we paid money for it and watched it, which I is something forgot. we never do. I forgot we paid for it. We did pay money and watch it, and it was a good movie, and so that's why we watched it. So let's talk about this movie. No, Harish. <laughs> no, that's gonna be for later. Okay. Okay. Right, so she's the cult. So okay. So the one major thing about this movie, like uh, going into it, I didn't. So I watched the trailer, and I was like, "Oh, so it's like a murder that happens on a porn set." So I expected it to be, uh. It starts out as a porn, sure, and then, like, the murder happens, and then they're just porn actors, and -hmm. they're all like, oh, we gotta find the murderer, but they're, like, still in the real world, but they're just porn actors, Mm -hmm. but this movie is not that. It's actually, it's set in the world of a softcore porn, Mm -hmm. 
and all of the characters still have the same they're still their porn the characters yeah like i think when it because it starts out with that like porn filter right mm-hmm. it and has then, a weird like old you porn ex- badly filmed you have a feeling you're like oh that's gonna end and then it's gonna be like um and cut and yeah, the yeah. Actors it's gonna be, are... but then it's not but no. it doesn't like <laughs> they're just themselves yeah. jerry Mac- jerry o'connell's um character dies and then or like appears to die <laughs> and then it cuts out of the it cuts out of the porn like way of filming um which how should we describe it, it well it does like yeah a little bit kind of I know what you're talking about, but we do need to explain it to people who haven't seen this movie. Yeah, so the first, when the movie opens, it starts with, like, an opening title credits, like, um, created by the Erotic Brothers or something. (laughs) The Erotico Brothers production. Is this just how the movie looks the whole time? No. No. Cinerax. This is just the opening. And then there's, like, a little, in the corner, there's the Cinerax logo, like, as if it's being shown on a tv network that shows softcore porn and then we see it's filmed in this very like like very foggy like shot on videotape like the 90s from the 90s shot on videotape very badly filmed style and then jerry o'connell's character dies and then it's still like like there's a still like smoke it's real foggy it's foggy (laughs) it's there's still like the lighting is interesting i mean it it cuts to like just a film but it's it's like a normal movie yeah there's nothing like special about it, the style it, it breaks the reality of being in a yeah. 90s porn mm-hmm. and i will say like so that i remember the first time watching this i was like oh it's gonna cut you know and then it didn't and i was so happy yeah that it didn't yeah like I, nothing made me happier than being like oh yes they're there's they're their characters right still. i love that it never breaks the reality of the porn and it's always just inside that reality they're because all still in their characters you're never so i think that you know some people might be like then why was it different in the beginning but like the beginning was like sexy time yes and then through the whole movie there's no more of that like there's several like being like oh we should fuck now. right right but, like nobody's ever doing it and i feel like if they ever would have dipped into doing it then it would have gone back to that porn filter you know right but it didn't because like it really focuses on it's just about the murder yeah once someone dies then you're not in a porn anymore now you're in a slasher movie <laughs> like so what that's a statement that's all that happens is that like it 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 starts out as a porn and then someone dies and then the rest of the movie is a slasher movie. And like, so there are parts like all the characters, they still do the like porn innuendo and all the jokes, the humor comes out of that. But then they never actually have sex because they're like, Oh, someone's died. We got to figure this out. And like they die one by one. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that I really liked about this movie is that it never breaks the reality of where it starts out. And the whole time there's the storm coming, or at least the um, weather scientists claim. <laughs> every time every time they're like, the storm, what is it, muff is coming, and they cut to the outside and oh, it's just the hurricane waves. Hurricane muff, yeah. Perfectly sunny It's out. just like uh, um, royalty free, just random footage. Is that uh, really what that is? I mean, no, yeah. I, I mean, it it's 
not necessarily that, but it's just random footage of just a wave crashing and a palm tree and then an external shot of the house. Um, yeah, but that cracks me up. So do you have somewhere where you want to lead to? Because I was just going to bring up that like there are so many like small gags in this movie that are oh, yeah. like recurring. Yes. That are so... Fu- I mean, not just recurring. There are so many gags in this movie that are so fucking funny. Like, the um the bit where the detective keeps realizing that he's not wearing his he's jacket. He's wearing the wrong jacket. I, I, this one, I was like, yeah, it's funny. The first time we watched this movie, I remember, like, losing my shit. He yeah. was like, god damn it, I'm wearing the wrong jacket. Like, every... Ta- like It's hilarious. And it's a recurring bit. And then at the end, he's like, I've solved it. It's, and then, and then like, he realized it's Fifth Ave versus right. Fifth Street was where his dry cleaner was. I get like, just like the little like bits like that are what like, oh, this movie is so funny. But I don't know why the, the detective's coat thing just cracks me up. Right. I don't know. Yeah. And then there's also like none of the characters actually know what their like character is supposed to know so like the scientist she so i i wrote down all of the jobs that she mentions <laughs> her name is dr bunny van clit she um comes in as a weather scientist and then she she talks about being in space she was a space scientist mm-hmm. she also talks about being a zoo doctor and then the other job she talks about is being a nurse at St. Jesus's hospital. <laughs> and so like she, she's had all of, she's just, um, an archetype. Yeah. You know, and all of these characters are just archetypes. My favorite character. The first time I watched this was the babysitter, the babysitter. Yeah. I loved her and her, um, <laughs> Molly pointed out when we were watching it, that she's just that meme. Oh my God. It's that meme. <laughs> it is where it's the slutty girl oh yeah and she picks up the book she and she book, becomes yeah. like a smart girl you right. know where it's like the timeline of the images yeah um we should tweet that to be like preview of the episode reverse um bimbofication yeah <laughs> but um she was my favorite i fucking loved her right um just the the scene with her and um right at, it's like post library scene where she's like why are you asking where I've been when you should be asking where I'm going? Yeah. She like cracks me up. She's like, are you just going to break the shackles of the proletariat or smash Smash the glass glass ceiling ceiling that prevents women from (laughs) whatever. Um, But like the scene where like you find out she's gotten smart, she's read books um, and they're doing the Bechdel test thing. Oh my God. So funny. It's, it's like art, you know, like it's just like, it's great. It's like, it's not a groundbreaking like thing to do. You know what I mean? It's not like, oh, they're so smart or whatever. Right. But it's just really f- it's fucking like self-aware, funny. Yeah. yeah. It's self-aware. Yeah. And the fact His that her name is her, oh, the, no, the babysitter up until like she She died. revealed oh, her name so is good. Phyllis Gorman. <laughs> Phyllis Gorman. And everyone's like, mm. and like, also I have a name, a beautiful name. <laughs> Phyllis Gorman. Gorman. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite kind of running bit. Do we do this one already? Yeah, like, we kind of checked out. Um, where every time they're like, the killer could be, he could be anywhere, and then um, Hugh goes, or she, or she, or she, or her. Yeah. And then one time that goes, like, what, what is she doing? Or he? Yeah. <laughs> the first time 
that he does that bit <laughs> where he's like looking around the room for approval. Yeah. I need like a clip of that to do like every <laughs> yeah, time yeah. every time someone on Twitter is like quote like feminist oh, or whatever, yeah, I yeah. want to reply to it with that it's clip the first where he's time. like or her. Right. And then like he looks around for approval and then nobody responds it's so funny i also wanted to point out that um the uh the first like major epiphany for the babysitter is she um well she thinks like she's like do bears have thoughts and that's her first thing and then she's just sitting in the chair and then like like holding her brain she's holding her head like as if she's having a deep thought or like a headache and then she's like there's no children in this house then who am i babysitting (laughs) (laughs) which is fucking hilarious her like character arc is just girl has thoughts yeah and it's so good what right so like the great thing about this movie is like once the reality breaks for them they're still like stuck in their characters but they realize, like, they have more awareness of what's around them, you know? Yeah. Um, or, like, what was I going to say? Um, like, it, yeah, they have more awareness about what's around them, but it's also, like, all of a sudden, like, with this murder, like, not that it's the real world, but, um... They're all of a sudden not in the real world. Or they all of a sudden are. They're not in the porn world. They're in the real world. They're in, and they're yeah. all kind of realizing like, oh, wait a minute. like They're starting to realize that their thoughts are weird. Yeah. Like Jace, for example, Jace constantly is like, he's supposed to be a jock. And then there's the one time where he's trying to have sex with a babysitter. And then he's like, I'm the jock. And then he just references a bunch of random different sports yeah Uh, and he's like i'm here to like score goals and like shoot hoops and throw whatever but like he never has a single sport that he plays he just plays generic sports or when he's dying and he's he's dying goal post uh uh touchdown Touchdown, when he's just like naming all the things my favorite when he tackles um (laughs) The killer, he yells, alley-oop! <laughs> I think it took me a minute on that one, because uh, sports, and I was just like, alley-oop, not football. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you can hear, you can't hear it when you're watching football on TV, but all the players scream, alley-oop, before they <laughs> tackle somebody. <laughs> True football facts. Alley-oop is a basketball. basketball? Yes! I got yeah. it. Also, um, when they're throwing the football back and forth, yeah, um, like across the table, and there's all this like fucking dinnerware, right? And the teapots and stuff. Like Jace, the um jock, and the detective have a bonding scene it's where they're a both sweet scene. It's a sweet scene. They're both talking about a, no two oh, asses, two asses, two asses, and a dong. No, the dong is in the, the shower. The dong is later. in the shower scene. But um, yeah, they they're both like oh, it starts wait. out with them competing, and they're like oh. Uh, and then it turns into like a dick thing and then they both drop their pants and we see both of their asses but like we see Jason's ass just straight on and then we it cuts to a shot where um, the detective's ass is in front of us but like his shirt is long enough that it covers it up and then he like like puts his arms on his um, hips and then he lifts up his shirt to show his ass show the- okay 
That's cool ass. Hell yeah. But it's just a great little minor gag that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> that was like the best part of the scene. And then they bond over neither of them like get the respect that they think that they deserve because mm-hmm. like the detective like is a bad detective and no one respects him as a detective and then jace is like oh no uh like everyone thinks i'm just a jock but like there is like something deeper in me and then he he like mentions i wrote down like the quote he's like i could be wearing a mask and be a different man inside of me it's time that man that guy comes out is what he says Aww. Right, and then later he comes out and he's like, "Oh yeah, I am actually gay." Very good. It's such a dying. sweet scene. Not the not the dying scene, but the uh, I mean that is a sweet scene. But like the scene with him and the detective where he's like, you know, like I'm not who everyone said like thinks I am. Right. I'm this guy, but then the whole time they're <laughs> crushing dinner. <laughs> 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 Yeah, they're just throwing a football across the room and then, then there's a table that's like set with a bunch of like just plates and like stuff and all of that is breaking um, as they're throwing the football around. I'm, I feel like this whole like first little bit has just been us being like, this is a funny thing. It's, it's a really funny movie. It's awesome. I also, I wanted to point out like all of the characters, like they start out as their like tropes. They're like porn tropes. There's the nerd who's a virgin there's the jock there's the sexy babysitter who i just want to point out turns into the sexy librarian oh mm-hmm. didn't notice that yeah she never puts on glasses though and then there's um the hot scientist there's the mom who's a slut there's the um the other man the dad who's like the generic business dude who's doing business and then the dad's brother who is cheating on uh, with the mom who does coke at a sugar ray concert <laughs> right they're all they all start out as their tropes you know the type. and then once um jerry o'connell's character dies they all like have their own like internal mm-hmm. growth the mom before she dies she like talks she like gets the kid uh or the nerd q she pulls him aside and is like uh, I haven't been a good mom. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for like uh, ignoring you and having sex with all your friends and whatever. And like she has that moment with him and then she dies. Uh, and then Jace also has that moment where he comes out and the detective has that moment where he realizes <laughs> that he, he, uh, he realizes why he has the wrong coat like oh my god before they die they all have their own character development (laughs) that's a good thing too yeah (laughs) the whole time um i watched parasite right before i came over today i saw it in theaters for the first time Mm -hmm. so the whole time i was like comparing the two kind of subconsciously okay and there were some i would say parallels well those are some interesting comparisons i do want to hear those parallels i don't remember them (laughs) most of them um let me think like on the surface level is like sneaking around a giant house yeah yeah was one of them um and kind of everyone turning out to be different than you thought they were right there was that one scene what scene were we watching and i was like and i think i might have said it to myself in my head um shit oh there was like they were like let's play and the guy was like i don't like the bass oh no 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 
like at the beginning, I was like, oh, they should check and see if there's a secret basement. And I was just thinking about that yeah, the whole time. And then right. it turns out there was like secret. There was like, a secret room in the basement where the gimp was hiding. Mm-hmm. So is this a direct allusion to the future 2019 parasite movie it's possible i think so they called it i don't Um, know i just kept thinking about parasite i'm sorry i had a couple things uh i wanted to bring up so well first of all the the shower scene oh my god it's between the shower scene and whatever happens right before that that's like probably the most horror of this movie yeah you know because the shower scene is like pretty stressful because they're the stressful <laughs> it's stressful in the, oh it's stressful um they 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 walk into the bathroom and there's this big shower and it's very steamy and jace is like you got to take off your clothes have some respect and so they both take off their clothes and they go in the shower and then it's very steamy and they're running around or they're like feeling around in the shower which is larger on the inside than on the outside. It's basically the scene from Silence of the Lambs where she's in the dark. <laughs> yeah. It's that I scene. About that. But they're in the shower and it's it's steam. Steamy. Um and the 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 gimp, I guess, is in there with them. And then that's how Jace dies. Uh and right that right before that is the scene where um uh, where Hugh discovers the basement room and then is chased by mm-hmm. the, the killer. Yeah. Um, Which is a great scene because he gets stabbed twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And oh, but there's only one wound. <laughs> yeah, he gets stabbed in the same spot exactly twice, which is hilarious. Um, we do keep referring to this guy as the gimp, which I don't know. That might be a non- PC term. I don't know if that's a Isn't good the suit term. called a gimp suit? We so we uh the reason we're referring to that is I because don't know of pulp fiction. pulp fiction is why I'm pulp fiction it they that. refer to that, but I I think that term is not particularly PC. But um anyway, it's the killer uh who's dressed in a full a body leather suit. suit that like covers up their entire body and their face. Um but uh yeah uh, anyway uh so <laughs> so the shower scene is pretty good and then the scene before that is Hugh being chased which uh, is really funny because like he, it just cuts to just he's further ahead and then it cuts back to him like um, the the killer almost catching up with him and then it cuts back to he's further ahead it's 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 just it's it's just edited in a really funny way um which is good but yeah i wanted to talk about the shower scene because it's the most horror of the movie and also we see male full frontal yes oh yeah we see a dick so that's cool uh any thoughts on the dick on any of that we that talk I about talked about, hanging dong a lot. So for a movie where there's finally dong that was hung. Oh my god, your cat! You know, I wasn't ready, and it. You know what's me. weird is I was not because I'd seen this movie before. Even the first time I watched it, I was like, if there's ever a scene where dong's gonna happen, it's this scene, and really? I was right. 
I just I thought because it was like a movie that they were gonna just cheat around it. Like ass is fine. Yeah. But I thought they were gonna cheat around it. You know. I don't know. I mean, what's it's, this movie it's rated? R. Probably. It has R. to be R. It if has you're to be R. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um. Because they didn't do any female nudity. Yeah, no. I did want to point that out. There is only male nudity and there's no female nudity in this, which... Which is refreshing. Good. I read a bunch of reviews, especially on Letterboxd. There's a bunch of people just complaining that this is a porn movie and there's no nudity. Um, I have a couple of IMDb reviews that i like to go over in a minute. But um, what was I going to say about the dong? Um, yeah, I'm not shocked by the fact that it was in it. Maybe it's because I watched a movie yesterday where there was a penis. I watched Creep 2, and I'm not the same. But, like, the, for some reason, like, the mood of that shower scene, I was like, here's where we're going to see a dick. Right. Um, You know? And I'm not sure why. I just knew it. Can I read my IMDb reviews? Sure. If you want, yeah. I'm very excited. I've found them, and I'm very excited. There aren't that many IMDb reviews. Here's what kills me, is that this movie has a 3.8, and I think that if I averaged all of these reviews on IMDb together, it wouldn't be a 3.8. I think you can do ratings without doing a review. Because a lot of these reviews are 10 stars, like yeah. a majority of them, which is yeah. great. You, you can do ratings on IMDb without putting a review, and then that adds to the average rating. Okay. Well, that's no. a shame because these reviews are like 10 stars and there's only two that are below five stars. Yeah. And one of them is two stars and it says, what happened to Jerry O'Connell? Ridiculous as softcore porn often is, but annoying. What the heck happened to Jerry O'Connell's career that this is where it lead? I gave this a two star, a two, and that was generous. <laughs> I think they thought that they were actually they, watching yeah. softcore porn. They huh. just didn't get it. Um, I hate to be like, oh, you didn't get it, but it's like, like, really missed it. It's it's a cheesy movie. Like, if you're not, if you don't get it, then like, it can. Like, oh, it's probably very off putting. It, it makes sense that people consider it bad, but it's very funny. Like, if you like buy into it at yeah. the at first, it's hilarious. But yeah, I can see why people give it low ratings, but it's not it does not deserve that. And then my this one is a one star review. Please avoid this movie. Watching it would just make you worry about your taste in films. <laughs> this is bad from the start and only gets worse as it continues. The only way that this movie would have been tolerable is if it had all turned out to be a dream. Despite what other review says, there is some ridiculous, gratuitous nudity. The plot is absurd and poorly executed. Personally, I hope the director gives up making movies and finds a nice, rewarding job in the fast food industry, although the level of skill needed in that job would be higher than shown in this movie. It really Garbage. was awful. I should... It should be a misdemeanor to call this wreck a comedy. That's a terrible review and completely inaccurate. This director deserves to direct the every movie. I want to point out, um, though, that a solid half of the... I'm serious. Half of the reviews on here are 10 star reviews. Uh, one thing I wanted to talk about... Um, did you have more reviews? No, those were the only two that I could find. Uh, but I was just like, wow, this is one of those, like, it went over the head. So have you guys thought about... The idea that porn and slasher movies are kind of 
two sides of the same coin. It feels cliche when I say it, but you I know. like to point out something that was just tweeted from the Tipsy Terror account, which is a quote by Harish Manan. Uh, um, once someone dies, you're not in a porn, you're in a slasher movie. This was Harish's quote of the decade. Okay. You said that at the beginning of this um, episode. So I don't know who tweeted that, but <laughs> so can never be sure. Have you? Well, like, what do you? Can I? Okay, so what is okay? So like with both porn and slasher movies, everything like the plot is just an excuse for the stuff that you're there for, which is in slashers, you're just there to watch people die. In a porn, you're just there to watch people have sex. And then all of the rest of the plot is just there for to set up that stuff happening. You, you may know. be right. I just had an epiphany about slasher movies. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you watch like movies like uh, Cabin in the Woods or like even Scream and like movies like that, like talk about how there's all these tropes and there's all this mm-hmm. like you have to get to this point. You have to have this point thing that happens and you have these characters. They're all tropes. And um, there's there's a there's a uh, formula for it, you know? Yeah. Which you got it. There's a formula. There's a very specific formula. Thank yeah. you, Randy. <laughs> You're welcome. Everybody's a suspect. But yeah, like the same thing applies to porn. And so I think this is uh this movie is really cool in that it combines the two. You know, it it's a slasher movie just, that's just set inside of a porn. That's whack. Oh my god. <laughs> Because I've watched all the, fr- like, not all the Friday the 13th, but, like, the three Friday the 13th, and I know what I'm watching. Yeah. And I don't love all the, just, like, exposition and stuff. I just want to watch Jason You're just kill there some for the murders, yeah. I want to watch, like, how creative they can kill someone. I will say, though, Scream, I do care more about the Oh, absolutely. Plot. Sure. Nightmare yeah. on Elm Street, I also care more about the plot part. S- Scream is, like, a self-aware thing, so you need it, you need it to matter w- how it happens, you know? Also, like, Halloween, I care about the plot part. Have you watched more than the first, like, two or three? I've seen the f- first one, Season of the Witch, and the most recent one. Okay. Watch the other ones and tell me if you care about the plot. Okay. I know it takes a weird dip, but, like, I know I absolutely get what you're saying. I'm also wondering if it's, um... Like a case by case with slasher movies, yeah. I guess the kind of standalone ones. You're right. I'm not. Yeah, I'm. I'm not also, saying that maybe this... not like franchises, but standalones for sure. I yeah. I I definitely don't think that that applies to every movie, every like slasher or horror movie even. Um, but I think that like especially the way that slasher movies are seen in just general culture, pop culture. Like, even uh, if you watch Cabin in the Woods especially, that movie sees slasher movies as this type of we're only there for the kill kills, you know, and mm-hmm. everything else. Like, we need to see the boobs in order to get to the kill. Like, um, the virgin has to survive. All of this, there are these tropes that are set up because, like, audiences like that. Like, that's what the audiences are there to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I think the same thing applies to porn, uh, which is, I think is why this movie is really cool, because it, like, combines the two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's then, interesting. That's a hot take. <laughs> uh, the other thing, I wanted to read this quote from the director, Nick Cororossi. Oh, my God. Um, and it says, 
So this is from an interview with Bloody Disgusting. Uh, and he says, Although the film could be interpreted as aware, I never wanted any character to be smarter than the conceit of the film. In comedies these days, the laugh line isn't on the joke, but rather on the reaction of the uber-aware character that replies, Really? Or is that a thing? To show how silly the joke is. My approach would never allow a character like that into the film. And I also hope that trend goes away. So, I like, think... What yeah. kind of jokes is he talking about? There's always... I'm very tired. In, in, in modern comedies, there's a lot of times... There's a part... Like, even I've listened to Harmontown. And Dan Harmon used to complain about this, too. Is, like... There's always the guy that's like, Did you just say that? Did you say that? That what are you talking about i can't like that's always the joke is the the person reacting to something weird that was written in the script so like the joke is that i wrote something weird in the script and then this uh, this character is responding responding yeah badly to that and this movie doesn't do that because like the characters never react in that way like even when they're acting weird like it makes sense in the reality of the movie and they all like buy weird. into it and the joke is this weird shit is happening you know yes i think part of the reason that this movie is the one of the funniest movies is because every like line delivery is so genuine you know what i mean yeah. N- nothing breaks the fourth wall nothing's trying to be smart it's a it's just genuinely if one of these characters that you're so familiar with was dropped in the situation right this is how their logic would be and they deliver it beautifully and i'm wondering if that's the reason why people that are like don't like this movie because they don't get that it's like they're expect maybe they're wanting somebody to be in the movie that's like that was weird right you know what i mean yeah because they're thinking it's like too real because everyone's being so genuine maybe am i crazy i just yeah no i don't i don't i don't think no i think you're you're right like it's definitely people who don't like this movie are definitely people who don't buy it's it's like scott pilgrim versus the world is a movie that people our age instantly get you know like you watch the movie and you're like oh i get it like they just live in a world where these random video game references happen yeah and that just makes sense to us but like people um who are much old like in their like 40s or 50s when that movie came out would be like what the fuck is going on like why are these people why why is all that like what is a new life why is he grabbing a new life why is there a p-bar like people like that age would not get that movie but like we're it's just like if you if you um if you understand what the movie is doing and you can buy into it, then I think you'll like this movie. But if if you don't, if if you just don't understand why any of these characters are acting this way, then yeah, it's gonna be weird and dumb. It's like very silly. Like why is the shower too bigger on the inside than it is on the outside? <laughs> why why does the the scientists do the fucking volcano like all of that it's very silly but like if you buy into it then it makes sense would you classify this as a parody movie i don't think it's a parody movie i don't know like 
not explicitly parody like i don't know i guess i'm not i don't know what i'm looking for like it's right is it like well it's like satire like it's it is satire is it it parody adjacent maybe yeah it's i i know what you're saying and i just see it as like what if characters from this genre are plugged into this genre which i guess in this context could be parody i don't know a lot of scenes of this remind me of like how scenes in like um a movie like scary movie would work or yeah like, yeah, um, yeah the twilight parody vampires suck right where there's this like, really arbit like there's this like build up of the scene and then it leads to this really like arbitrary joke right and uh, in a lot of parody movies it's like not funny it's not funny but in this, this like scene it is, this movie yeah is. i think the difference between this and those uh, i agree with you that this like has kind of the same tone as those where um the joke it's very silly people are acting very silly like all the jokes are very silly jokes Mm -hmm. but the difference with this and with those movies is that this like sticks to it it like has a set reality that it lives in and then it sticks to that reality whereas with um with the parody movies there's a lot of that um what uh nick corosi was talking about in that people reacting as if it's weird in a lot of those parody movies like something weird will happen and then the person will react like or even if it's just like a look on their face Mm there will be like some like disconnect where it's like this is weird isn't it you know the way the character is acting yeah um but i agree with you it has a very similar tone to those movies Okay, so All right. it's time to talk about the cult. Finally. So <laughs> it's time. Uh I am kind of in a cult. You are in a cult, don't it's, say so <laughs> it's 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 more of like I I've been thinking about this like this past week of how to d- explain it. And it's it's I describe it as a cult for people who are addicted to irony. So the whole time <laughs> I gotta oh. go home. <laughs> so so it's like yeah, I'm in a cult, but it's also like huh, I'm in a cult, <laughs> you know. There's also there's a level of like irony to it, um, but it's it's more of just like an online community of people who are um, interested in this cult, and it calls itself a cult. But the cult leader is this man named Bug Main, mm-hmm. who Bug Main. There's a lot of uh, mystery. And no one knows exactly who Bugman is. Nobody knows. <laughs> Molly just gave me a weird look. But the truth is, nobody knows for sure who Bugman is. Can I? We do know that he is played by an actor. <laughs> it is very obvious. Uh, and um, uh, the director of this movie is friends with a lot of the people who work with Bugman. I will say that. What? Can I ask you something you can cut out? Yeah. You don't want it? It's played by the guy who... So, no, I, yes or no? Well, I don't know for sure. What? People don't know who this guy is? Nobody knows for sure who Bugman is, except for, you know, the people who are close to him. But um, anyway, so Bugman, Bugman is a character who appeared on the Doughboys podcast, and that was his first public online appearance, at least to my knowledge. But his main core belief is the I, the simulation theory okay so um 
please ask me questions if this gets confusing. But the okay, idea it's of this, gonna be, I'm gonna constantly be peppering in questions. The idea of the simulation is that have you seen the Matrix, Molly? No. So the Matrix. I have not. Spoiler alert for the Matrix. I'm sorry, guys. In the movie The Matrix, Keanu Reeves's character Neo yes. realizes that he is inside a simulation created by a bunch of robots. And it's a simulated version of the 90s. And it started at a certain point. And then they've all been like implanted with memories. And so they're they're, like all connected to a machine, right? And they they think they're in the world, but they're really just connected to the machine. Like it's VR? Yeah, it's it's just VR, but... um, With extra steps? With, yeah. What Bugman's belief is that we are living in a simulation currently, and the simulation started at 9-11. Okay, so 9-11 was where, like, they turned on the simulation, and then we all woke up right after 9-11, and th- the the world that we've been living in since 9-11 is all a simulation. Okay? Does that make sense? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So like, uh, I will say like, Bugman is a very controversial figure. He says some things, you know. He's controversial. He says some incendiary things. But so since nine eleven, <laughs> yes. Do you believe this? It's kind of like an irony thing where I believe it, but I also don't because like it's weird. So Her- I need everyone to know Harish doesn't believe in astrology. I <laughs> I don't believe it, but I do. Um, but so the idea is that like we woke up after 9-11 inside the simulation, but we have our implanted memories of how life was before 9-11. And so we're obsessed with recreating that, which is why our culture is obsessed with nostalgia. Like Stranger Things is just a copy of like the like kids movies of the 80s. Um, and then like Star Wars is coming back. We're obsessed with remakes and reboots. All of this stuff is because we're living in a simulation where we have memories of the world before the simulation started and we're trying to get back to that. And so that's the simulation theory, you know? Does that make sense? I'm concerned. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. But, for, for the purposes of what you're going to talk about next, yes. Right. Okay. So there's that um bugman has a lot of stuff that he talks about there's another thing that he talks about which is the idea of the perfect nut so we're are all we, are we are moving we talking, on from this 9-11 simulation already? are we talking net, I'm, like physical i'm gonna net? bring it together okay okay so um we're all searching for a perfect nut according to bugman uh, you know like a food no like the perfect nut okay you know <laughs> that one in in the porn sense the perfect nut perfect the nut. perfect nut. As so you know. when you're talking about film criticism the perfect nut is when a director makes a movie that reveals themselves so an example would be uh so i i the i heard about this on a talk by bugman from bugcon 2019 mm-hmm. um where stuff. So he he basically the the panel was that like he would he was playing the movie Welcome to Marwin and then talking about it and 
so in Welcome to Marwen is directed by Robert Zemeckis and his wife is an actress and she is in the movie Welcome to Marwen. And the movie Welcome to Marwen is about a guy, St- Steve Carell's character, who makes dolls and then simulates reality using these dolls. So, like he he acts out scenarios in the doll like with the dolls, you know? Mm-hmm. And so uh robert zemeckis's wife is plays a character in this movie where there's a scene where steve carell is attracted to robert zemeckis's wife's character and has her as a doll and then simulates him getting horny from looking at the doll version of her which essentially is just like a representation of Robert Zemeckis getting horny when he's controlling his own wife as an actor in the movie. Does that make sense? Yes. You know? So yeah. it's like it's like a simulation of what the director's fetish. Another example, which I don't ask me more details about this, but the Louis C.K. movie uh, "I Love You, Daddy." I haven't. Uh, I haven't it it never came out but Bugman has a commentary on it which is somewhere I have haven't watched it but Bugman does think that I love you daddy is a perfect nut for Louis CK where he like I don't I don't know what the I don't know what the plot of I love you daddy is or an explanation for that but yeah anyway so wait wait is that Ruby Sparks movie Paul Dano's perfect nut it's actually the opposite. It's actually his girlfriend's perfect Because the director of that movie is Zoe Kazan, who plays Ruby Sparks. So she is directing her boyfriend, who is controlling her as a fictional character. It's All of this is just very fucking weird. But yeah, yeah, that's a perfect example. Like, Ruby Sparks is a perfect nut. But, um, so, I'm not going to make uh, accusations about what is anyone's perfect nut. But to tie this to the movie that we just watched, Deep Murder, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, this is a movie about a group of people where something very traumatic happens and then they wake up and their reality feels slightly different and they're acting based on their memories of who they were, you know? Does that make sense? So you're saying this is his 9-11 theory? Yeah. So anyway... Can we circle back to the simulation theory? Yes. Why 9-11? Because since 9-11, the world has sucked and everything yeah. has been a shitty copy of okay. what happened before 9-11. Oh, my God. You know. So, you don't... Do people genuinely and sincerely believe this? I don't think anyone sincerely believes this. You get what I'm asking, right? Like, I get yeah. from your perspective that it's, like, fun and cool and ironic right? as part of this whole collective to, like, go along with yeah. the 9-11 bug main theory. Do people genuinely think this? I don't think so, no. Okay. I sure hope not. No, guys, no one believes this. You never know. There are uh, is this thousands what, of people. Is this specific thing what people talk about when they talk about the simulation? No, or is not it, no, in no, no, general, no. but yeah, well, yeah. I think the simulation doesn't st- directly apply to nine eleven. I think it's just a general. There's all those Twitter memes. Is like 
The simulation. The simulation. Like when birds don't work right or the Mandela effect. <laughs> when birds- yeah, that is not directly connected to Bugmane. Mm-hmm. They both are the same idea, but they're not connected. That's but, interesting. Yes. Bugman has a weird connection to the simulation where <laughs> of course anytime he does. something <laughs> anytime so so you you know when all those fucking the Harvard scandal happened? Mm-hmm. One of the it, it was it's the Felicity Huffman Yeah. You know, all of that it wasn't Harvard, I guess. It was Standard, USC. Right? USC. USC was specifically that group. But one of the people who was indicted in that was a like pharma executive who it turns out appeared in a movie in a funnier die uh not a movie a funnier die sketch video with the actor who plays bug main and then recently comic con for some reason tweeted out buzz buzz which is bug main's catchphrase is buzz buzz you know there's just a lot of just weird shit that happens bugman just has like a connection to the simulation anyway (laughs) anyways no big deal but yeah i just wanted to put that out as a theory because you know you know how this is you know it's a movie where there's people and traumatic happens and then you know what i just said no that's like neat that it's like a movie connected with bugman given like the pillars of his beliefs yeah. You know, I definitely can follow that thread of logic. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Going back to the 9-11 simulation, <laughs> um, I liked your point about nostalgia and reboots and remakes. I never thought about it. Right. But it's true that I feel like there are significantly more um, nostalgia money grabs now than there ever were. For sure. Yeah. Like, in all of recorded um, media history. Yeah. I never thought about that before, and it's going to stress me out until the day I die. Well, it is a known fact that a lot of the uh, Disney remakes and reboots, uh, or like all of the live action remakes of the animated movies, are just to secure the rights. Mm-hmm. Like they just don't want to lose the rights to those characters, so they are Making putting a out a new too. movie based on those characters so that they don't lose the rights is that so they don't go to like public yeah. public domain yeah They're oh public yes. domain. shit yeah. it is a well-known fact that sucks so i i don't want this 9-11 simulation theory to put you in an existential crisis because there are alternate explanations that are more rational which you know oh i'm not in an existential i like i don't believe this at all oh yeah for sure okay, i good. just yeah because i had never heard this before and so i'm trying to learn more about it I know this right. is something you talk about this guy all the time, so I'm just trying to get all the details. Yeah. And this is how this is me live on podcast, like trying to piece together like what's going on in this cult. <laughs> right. And I'm doing it but I feel like I sound like kind of a so, dick and like I'm not really like No. No, it's fine. <laughs> but I am just like genuinely curious about like yeah. all of this because you like say that it's like satire and that it's a joke cult and that's like irony. Yeah. But there's also like this belief system. But so I just I've never been involved in something like this, so I don't know how it works. So I'm just trying yeah. to piece together if people like it's a lot of it's mainly like you know, the fundamental theory of improv is yes and. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of just yes anding in real life. 
Okay. That's what it is. <laughs> so, like, Bugman has a... Bu- Bugman's a cult leader, you know? Yes. He has his theories that he puts out. And then the rest, everything that follows is just a bunch of yes-anding. Okay. I promise I'm and not trying to be a that. dick. I am just, like, oh, genuinely no, very interested in this. Yeah. How it's, did you it's find great. this? Uh, I used to listen to... Uh, well, I still do listen the to Doughboys? the Doughboys podcast. And Bugman showed up because he's friends with one of the hosts of the Doughboys. And, yeah, once you start looking, it, it's like... Have you seen that video of the the woman talking about QAnon? And she's like... I don't know what people, that is. Uh, QAnon is this dumb, weird conspiracy theory that trump is it's this guy this random person started posting on 4chan calling themselves q and they're like supposedly an insider in the white house and they the the theory is that trump is a genius and there's a whole conspiracy theory that trump is trying to take down the deep state and all this it's it's very the deep dumb. state will never be taken down yes first of all <laughs> right it's it's very dumb and but there was a video recently where this woman who is a believer in q she um posted online people keep asking me what is q and then she has this whole it, it's just like this long speech that's um mostly just she's like q is the truth q is answers to questions q is a plan to save the world q is not a secret but q is secretive and she's just talking very vaguely and like none of it makes any sense and it's very dumb but like that's what this cult is a parody of okay yeah it's hard to explain because like even i don't really understand a lot there's like this company called bazizio which is a subsidiary of bugman llc which is an actual registered delaware registered corporation bugman llc and one of their subsidiaries is this company called bazizio and bazizio is kind of like an entertainment company but then their client is Bugmain. But then they also do like streaming and like podcasts. And I, there's just a lot that I don't understand in this like com- corporate structure. I just consider it kind of like a parody of just bad capitalism. But like it's it's a parody, but it's also like real. Yeah. It's hard to explain. It's kind of like the movie. Yes. That's exactly why I wanted to do this movie is because I was like, this is very similar to a lot of the work that's connected to this director, Mm -hmm. um, like the Bugman cult. Or um, we'll talk about this when we get into recommendations, but there's this uh craig healy character who is another separate person my favorite um but (laughs) yes but that's what i wanted to talk about let's go into our regular segments i feel like i have a much better understanding of every time that you talk about oh yeah this person that's really cool are people gonna listen if like so say somebody else who's in this cult Mm-hmm. listens are they gonna think i'm an idiot and an asshole no okay i don't think so i'm worried about being judged no 
I am also worried about being judged a lot of the time, but it's a very loving community. Have fun, bug people. Buzz, buzz. Buzz, buzz. (laughs) Um, Watch Fast Forward the Week. I'm going to get like hyper fixated on this (laughs) and like learn everything. So our next normal segment is... What would you do? What would you do? What would you do if it were you in this movie? Hey, boy, stop. So, um... Which character do you relate to the most? Oh, the detective. The babysitter. So much. I'm definitely Hugh the nerd. <laughs> okay. All right, everyone go around and say why. Because I feel like we all picked very different things. Um, You're the babysitter, Samantha. I just relate to her. I, she's my favorite character. Yeah. Um, I feel like I too read book and got smarter. Yeah. <laughs> what can I say? Oh okay. my gosh. Um, I'm the detective primarily because I vomit a lot. No, <laughs> only joking. But that's what solidified it for me. Um, I feel like I have a chaotic sense and but I also like to know things. Yeah. But I don't always go about knowing things in the most rational or logical way. A lot of things slip through the cracks with me. <laughs> um, and I just thought he was funny. And he had that, the moment that sent me, he takes off his hat and he has this, this like, long lush, hair. Lush yeah. Yes. Down. And it was just hiding up there the whole time. Right. You're telling me the moment that sent you wasn't when he roundhouse kicked <laughs> you in the face? It's just like, I talked about this before. There's um chaotic evil, chaotic good, chaotic neutral, and then a little offshoot of that called chaotic stupid. And that's where I align myself. Yeah. That's where I would put this character as well. Yeah, I mean, I relate to the nerd uh, because I'm a nerd. That's very self-explanatory. Beautiful. Yeah. So would you survive this? <laughs> no. I don't think I would. I would. Well, no. If it was me in this, yes, I would. I was thinking of myself as a babysitter. Um, No, yeah. I personally would totally survive this. There's not. It's not really a complicated situation to get out of. Yeah. I. Well, yeah. I would survive. Well, if you were still in the porn logic, in the world where you had to have that weird porn logic, would you survive? So um if it all if it all comes down to just getting with Jerry O'Connell, survival is imminent. <laughs> but Yeah, I I if there's it, more steps, probably not. I think I would survive this, but I can't guarantee with porn logic. Not with porn logic. There is none. Yeah. I don't know. This is an interesting movie because it does that thing where it's like none of these characters act like real people. Yeah. And there's a reason for that. But um it's also like we can't put ourselves in that situation because we would not act like this if we were our normal selves. But But yeah. What if somebody is making a movie about people who like horror movies too much? Oof. And then we're going to be in a horror movie. (gasps) Yikes. Too scary. A podcast host gets murdered on air. Well, I don't, I don't know why I keep saying on air. This isn't live. So, uh, our villain ranking is the next segment. Is it? Is it Uncle Doug? Yeah. Doug <laughs> we ha- okay, we have to stop calling him Uncle Doug because I have an Uncle Doug. I know. That's Doug why Dangler. I refuse. He is my most problematic family 
remember? I refuse to stop calling him Uncle Dove for that re- Doug for that reason alone. I have a placement for Uncle Doug. Fifth from the bottom. Fifth from the bottom. He's not threatening to me. He's pretty lame as an actual killer. Don't get me wrong. This movie is fantastic, but like Uncle Doug doesn't scare me. I'm gonna put him uh, at. 22 according to the ranking i have right now which is right underneath count orlock and right above the blind man from don't breathe Mm -hmm. and count orlock is from uh nosferatu i'm gonna put mine right below the cult from kill list and above the blind man from anaconda because i feel like that fits right in the cult psychosexual tones that we've been discussing all film did you say blind man from anaconda from i said the did i yes you did (laughs) (laughs) i would like to put the villain between the cult from kill list and the blind man from don't breathe okay because i feel like that fits right in with the themes we've been talking about for this movie right and i didn't talk about everybody's favorite movie anaconda which falls just below the blind man (laughs) so i definitely wouldn't have made the stupid mistake of reading downwards instead of across (laughs) on my list yeah uh So, uh, what God. should we rate this movie out of? Dildos? I was, yes. Yeah, I was going to say dildos. Out of 10 dildos, how many do you rate it? Wait, can we do how many inches of dildo? Yes. <laughs> Thank out you. of 10 inches. I think I'm going to give it an 8. I don't think it's a perfect movie. I do think it's one of the most hilarious movies I've ever seen. Yeah. There's like little bits of it that bother me. Um, like we didn't really talk about like the slut part, but I really don't oh, like that. Oh, yeah. But then also, I really don't like the murder scene with the dildo. I don't like that. Which one? With um, Jenny from the League, where she gets stabbed with. Oh, the, I yeah, don't like the that either. Uh, there are just like little parts of that that I'm, of the movie where I'm like, oh, I don't like that. But then like, other than that, like almost every fucking line in this movie is like the funniest thing I've heard. So I'm 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 gonna give it an eight. Okay. It also could. Not to shit on uh, your little cult leader, but some of his choices for shots were not great. I don't know what you're talking about, but... Uh, I would also give it an eight. Yeah. Okay. I think it's um really funny. Um, I like how... It was, I do like how it was done technically because it was shot like, I feel like, kind of a cheesy porn. Right. My problem is sometimes the transitions between the shots did not flow. Yeah, but like the like, shots were fine, but sometimes I was like, I don't like this. I feel like that was maybe well, it was intentional. Maybe for the most part intentional, like the cutting away to like the establishing shot of the house a bunch of times. No, that like it's it was just like shots and with then, within a scene. Sometimes they didn't match to me, but that's fine. I feel like something mm-hmm. that like I like it was bothering me, and then I kind of like accepted it as being part of the, like how the movie is. The lighting, mm, yeah, was, yeah, like really odd, right, throughout the whole movie. But that's also like. It, it made sense right for the world of the movie so like i really appreciated it yeah even though it made it like technically kind of look bad to watch it, it did it had a uh, it had a specific style that it was going for yeah yeah no and, and it did the that. lighting Absolutely. was it, there was a lot of like fog um and like the lighting would come through the windows and be like very bright and like yeah uh there was that kind of like um what's it like like the kind of glare on the windows you know which it was real overexposed yeah the white balance looked off because like everything outside was just like super bright but everything inside 
was like was normal or also really bright. <laughs> right. So it just looked kind of visually startling. Yeah. But also like that's what it like made sense for the yeah. movie or absolutely. Yeah, no, it was super funny. Um I kinda have the same issues that Sam did. Um, just like really, really minor things. But no, it's um so, so funny and um it like did what it set out to do. So mm. I really li- I liked it a lot. Yeah. Uh I'm gonna give this a nine out of ten. Uh, I I think the like I I think the script is solid. I thought it was really funny. I thought the story worked really well, um, I- including like even the ending was innuendo. The dude is looking for something a little more hardcore, um, which is why he started. And it's a softcore porn, and they never actually like have sex, which is why he's doing all of this. The lighting choices were definitely choices Mm -hmm. i i did think that there were like really interesting lighting at certain points like uh there's the scene where the detective is interrogating every everyone and the light in the interrogation room was really cool i really liked that and also um the camera was moving around them in a really cool way uh it was just like moving in a circle like around them which was really i i thought was good i was like paying attention to that stuff just because like i i wanted to focus on that stuff and i thought that the lighting was cool in that scene and also the scene where the mom first goes into the kitchen and all the lights are off in the kitchen and there's just like a light from the window like coming through and it it's just i don't know i thought it was cool uh, oh yeah it's yeah like super hazy yeah 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 that um, was neat and then there's the uh the dance room upstairs where oh, yeah, um, that was weird the the dude got shot that w- uh, or got stabbed twice mm-hmm. that was cool i don't know i thought like there were a lot of interesting shots in this and uh this it was all like really good so nine out of ten anyway i love the one um where the whole sequence where um jerry o'connell in the, um, the bondage suit is chasing hugh mm-hmm. and um it just keeps cutting back and forth between you like scrambling to get yes. away yeah it was so funny right and also there was the shot where the detective and he were looking at each other and it keeps like zooming in on their face every time they do a line right, right. there's that vertigo shot of the babysitter when she has her thought which was like fun when she realizes that there's no kids in the house <laughs> there's no kids in the house at first i was like okay but why does that matter and then i realized oh she's a babysitter yeah yeah that's <laughs> so good right very very funny and in porn everyone has to be an adult of course so yeah. it makes sense that there's never any kids around ever um, did you send us that thing that rugrats thing yeah yeah oh my god uh, there's a twitter there's a twitter account called out of context porn and it's so it's funny why it's hilarious but <laughs> uh one of the things that they tweeted out was like a scene from a rugrats parody <laughs> porn and <laughs> they specifically point out like they like face the camera like, uh, i think at one point chucky <laughs> i believe faces the camera and is like we are adults I don't, I don't and like we're you. not children i don't want to relive that <laughs> it's horrible <laughs> it's terrible but it's hilarious um but yeah so recommendations based Um, on this movie i have a few um i would recommend the reason i said chuck polinick so enthusiastically um he has this book called snuff 
Yeah. Which is told from the perspective, I think, three or four men. Okay. Or, no, no, no. It's not all men. Three or four people. Uh, it's about like um, a porn star trying to have sex with like either 500 or 600 people to break a world record. Okay. And um, it's about their perspective of that. And like one of them may or may not be trying to kill her. Oh, scary. Yeah. It's neat. It's a really like it's a good read. I yeah. liked it a lot. Um, I'd also say American Horror Story Murder House. I was going to suggest <laughs> that. That was one of mine. Because the, the um, Who's Jungle Gym 4322. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's why I was gonna suggest that. Oh my god, amazing! And, and there then, is a character with a bondage suit. That's that's, that's literally the only reason. Yeah. Um, and then there's this thing. Um, Quinn saw it at Sundance, and I've also seen it, but I don't think you can get it online. And the director hasn't put it out anywhere. Okay. Um, he saw it a few years ago. It's called Hot Winter, a film by Dick Pierre, and um, it's basically a short movie about the first movie that talks about climate change. But the movie that talks about climate change is a porn, okay. but it's all fake. It's like not real. So the guy like made this movie with this concept that like, what if the first movie to talk about climate change was a porn movie? Okay. So it's like all the porn is edited out. Yeah. But it's like the same kind of cheesy bad acting <laughs> and they're talking about like climate change and we have to watch out for the earthquake <laughs> and there's an earthquake and it's just like a pebble rolling down a hill <laughs> and it's like, I could not stop thinking about that when right. we were watching this it's That's like hilarious. such a good comparison <laughs> it's very very funny hot winter a film by dick pierre the name i can't very very good did you have recommendations you didn't do clue did you um i mentioned it earlier but i wanted to recommend clue because it's just like a comedy about a murder and while that's clue is not porn based um contrary to popular belief um no but i my only one this whole movie i was like i'm definitely gonna come up with more and i didn't i only thought about clue and it's just a fun movie where character types split up and they try to solve a murder and it's really funny so that was my only one can i do one based off of that recommendation Mm -hmm. my favorite whodunit is the private eyes um, it's old and you know what maybe parts of it haven't aged well and I say that every time I recommend this movie I haven't seen it in a minute um, but it's Don Knotts and Tim Conway and they're hilarious as like these fumbling private eyes trying to solve this murder in this giant house uh, I just uh, remembered something from an inter- one of the interviews that I read mm-hmm. uh, this is from Bloody Disgusting and uh, this is what it says Cora Rossi also gave Deep Murder a very unique fuzzy and daytime look that's also and this is how he describes it zoomy slidey mixed with spurts of polanski sliced in half by a symmetrical pinky blue and i don't know what that means i think he's just trolling but you know uh but fuzzy and daytime is a very good Mm -hmm. description of the way this movie is lit um and shot so my recommendations uh i would recommend other like self-aware slasher movies like scream of course um cabin in the woods which i talked about and this movie called resolution which isn't really a slasher movie but um resolution is about these two guys where um one of them is like an addict and his friend like locks him to uh this bed in a random cabin in the woods and 
there's a lot of horror stuff that happens and I don't want to ruin it, but it is very much a self-aware horror movie. I also wanted to recommend, uh, there's a series of it. Okay. So this is another part of the cult thing. There's this website called Viewboo, which is V I O O B U.com. And it's a parody. I guess it started out as a parody of CISO, but now it's like more of just a parody of generally CISO. Remember CISO was like NBC's comedy specific. It's like shutter, but specifically for comedy. And then like it closed, it like got canceled because they didn't make enough money. But uh, I think Viewboost started out as a parody of CISO, but now it's just a general parody of all these like billions of streaming services that we have now, inc- especially this new one called Quibi, which is coming out, which is never going to happen, but Quibi. But uh, um, if you go on Viewboo, there's a bunch of videos featuring this character, this man named Craig Healy. There's four parts that are uh, just short sketches called Clip Cup, which is a parody of like the soup or web soup or... <gasps> A parody of the soup. Yeah, oh, it's 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 a parody of like Tosh Point those kinds of um, shows, and also the soup, and also the soup, especially Would you the say, soup. Um, the Joel McHale show with Joel McHale. Definitely, but like this came out before that. But Clip Cup, um, and the host is this guy named Craig Healy. Who, if you look up Craig Healy on IMDb, there is a IMDb page for this man named Craig Healy, but. Um, I don't know. You'll notice he looks very similar to Nick Corrosi, but he oh has. Oh my god! He, is it he, the same guy? He has his own separate IMDb page, and there's a separate Twitter account. But Craig Healy, he talks in this like weird cadence, um, and it's it's a parody of these fucking clip guys, like, uh, and it, it's it's hilarious, especially like because I've recently been watching The Soup uh there's a lot of times where like joel McHale has to say this specific type of like segment that he's starting and he'll say it in the same way like he'll say it's reality show clip time but he'll say it like really fast and like every fucking time you can tell like he is he's he's not embarrassed to say it but he's embarrassed that he has to say it you know um it's reality show clip time. He says that every time. And so like Craig Healy is kind of a parody of that kind of cadence. And he talks in this weird way of talking where he adds, he's like, he adds a da to all of. Uh, welcome Clip Cup. Hold on the most. Craig Healy on tonight's show. Really going to make it a cripe. Sub it up. Take it around. Send it up. It's hard to explain. I'll talk more Can about it on the me? morning after. Yeah. Um, but there's the Clip Cup series. And then he came out with this short film that's about 30 minutes it's called complicated which is basically a parody of all these comedy all these comedians who do like tv shows that are supposed to be comedies but they're actually like trying to be more than comedies like master of none or louis or crashing all of these shows are like oh it's a comedian but also it's kind of like pretty deep you know like it, it's like trying to be deep but it's also like a comedian and it's dumb it's like complicated as a parody of those mm-hmm. and then the new one that they just came out with like last month uh is called craig fixida america 
um, which is a parody of all these political talk shows uh, that are trying to act like they are fixing America, but, you know, it's just like a comedy show. Yeah. But, like, Craig Healy, look up, just go to viewboo.com, V I O O B U.com. And uh, uh, I just wanted to recommend all of those. <sighs> Sorry, this is um, a very weird episode, but. I love it. Wait. Those are my recommendations. Oh my God, it looks just like the soup. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Clip cup, hell yeah. <laughs> Are there only four of them? There's there's four of them and there's complicated and then there's Craig Fix It America. And they're all like in the same continuity. Got it. Uh so yeah. Those and are so all... this is the guy who directed Well, he looks a lot like the guy who directs this like Craig Rachel Healy. Tired. Also <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I'm very tired. <laughs> So this is okay. I know what you're gonna say. I've I never just, seen them in the same room together. I'll say that. Much. I just need to understand this. Bugmane, Craig Healy, and Nick the guy Corrosi. who the movie that we just saw are all the same guy. Well, Harish, <laughs> please. Okay. Um. <laughs> so uh, those are my recommendations. I think that's all. Uh, so you can follow me on Twitter at not a cr- on everything at not a credit card. You can follow me at Bugmane Molly. No, you can't. Um, at Midsummer Queen on Twitter. Um, at M O one one Y H A I N E S on Letterbox to see how I felt about Parasite and why I'm still recovering from that. Um, and Instagram at Molly Francis Haynes. I'm on Twitter at Save Our Shaggy. That's Scooby reference. Uh, very topical as the new Scooby Doo trailer has come out, and I have opinions. Um, and you can get me on Instagram and Letterbox at Samantha Dawn thirteen. All right. Thank you so much for well, tuning wait, in. Wait. You can follow the show oh. at Tipsy Terror, or you can email us tipsyterrorpod at gmail dot com. Uh, we have websites that are still under construction. Uh, Tipsy Terror dot rip Tipsy Terror dot um, com tipsy terror dot wtf or tipsy terror dot pub dot pub and um if you want to support the show we have a patreon patreon.com such tipsy terror where we uh for one dollar a month you can vote in polls uh to decide one of our episodes per month and for five dollars a month you get bonus episodes we do one bonus episode a month and if we make more money we'll do more bonus episodes uh and uh, we also have Facebook and the Letterbox, Tipsy Terror. Just search for those. And that's all. Bye. All right. Thank you so much, Harish. Happy birthday. Happy Thank birthday. You. Oh, we love you, Harish. Okay. Bye. 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 I don't understand Jerry O'Connell. I can't tell. He's him. not even acting. He's just like that. <laughs> I, I genuinely can't tell if I trust him as a human being or not. Oh, I <laughs> he don't. He the oh, fuck no. out that- of me. <laughs> Yeah. To quote one of my favorite SNL sketches, he's got the dead-eyed stare of a man with nothing to lose. <laughs>